Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. This is The Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros. Hello and welcome to Prospects of Pros, presented by Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. I am your host, Nate Tice. We have a really fun one today. It's the midway point of the season, so why not talk about some rookies? To help me do that is the one and only Mr. Big Board himself, Dane Brugler. How are you doing today, Dane? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing very well. Doing very well. Nice, nice. I, I like the midway point because it's nice doing the award stuff. That was an easy article idea for me last week. So right. I, I'm, I'm all about it right now. And even with uh, – it's like kind of the midpoint with NFL, but even like in college, you look at it and there's like three weeks left. And it's like, oh, wow, this, this season is winding down quickly. There's only so many games. But November is such a fun month in college football. I mean, we had LSU-Alabama this past weekend. Uh, I mean, that USC-Washington game was bonkers. Yeah. But it seems like every week now, the next uh, through Thanksgiving, we're going to have some really big games. And we'll, we'll touch on those a little bit later. That's fun. That's what's... Uh always love the conference play. And we try to hint at that when we're watching, talk about some of these guys early, the, some of the prospects. We'll be focused more on pros for most of the show until the end of the show. But it's talking about prospects. It's like, wait until they get to conference play. And then we, and then we got yeah. some more games to check out and some better matchups to check out. And yeah, when you're in the thick of it, you kind of forget. Like last Saturday, it was like, I felt like every time, time slot had a great game and other games ended up being entertaining. So that's a great shout out that November is a good call of football season. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, so today we're going to be going over the rookies who's standing out. Or we just want to give a shout out to about the midway point of the season. Uh, we did this about a quarter of the way, about a month ago. So just want to continue that trend. Uh, we're going to be starting on offense. We'll go with quarterbacks first, the the golden boy position. Dane, who's going to start off for you? I think there might be one guy, but anybody else you want to give a shout out to at the quarterback position? <laughs> I, I mean, this is the easiest pick of this exercise, right? I, I yeah. mean, uh, there, there's one guy at the top, obviously, uh, someone coming off a career performance on Sunday, setting the rookie record for passing yards, uh, game-winning drive, and more so than just the numbers was how he did it. Um, watching him just go to work, it, it was so much fun. And it just it takes you back to watching him last year at Ohio State. And, uh, you know, he did it throughout the season, but really against Georgia in that and in the college football playoffs, how he performed in that game was like, okay, yeah. I, I'm I'm perfectly fine putting all my chips in the middle on this guy. And, you know, I, I, we've talked about it before. Again, the goal shouldn't be try to find the next Patrick Mahomes. That's not the goal. No. The goal should be find a top 8 to 12 quarterback yep. uh, in the draft. And watching that CJ Stride against Georgia, you thought, all right, yeah, this guy can be that type of player. So far, hasn't let us down. I mean, he has been as advertised and then some. And, you know, the tape has been great, but... And then just look at the 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 raw numbers, uh, 14 touchdown passes. That's more than Dak Prescott. That's more than Joe Burrow, more than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, it's more than Kenny Pickett and Matthew Stafford put together combined. 
So he's putting up the numbers, um, and and not just the the touchdowns, but he's not the takeaways aren't there either, uh, or the right. giveaways, I should say. Right. One one interception on two hundred seventy nine pass attempts. The only quarterback close to that efficiency is Lamar Jackson. He's got three interceptions on far fewer attempts, two hundred fifty three. So what C.J. Stroud is doing right now, you see the poise, you see the rhythm. See the accuracy, just how in tune he is with his entire body and his decision making. It is very, very impressive. And, you know, again, I think we can point back to that Ohio State tape and, you know, showing how he could do this at the college level. And you wondered, okay, some of the aspects of the NFL. Um, But I think this is also a reminder of so much of quarterback play as rookies. And, you know, we can project all these guys as, as much as we want, but where they land. The coaching, the development they receive, that matters so much. Yes. And give a lot. Of, we need to give a lot of credit to that Texans coaching staff, especially uh, OC Slowick. I mean, what they're doing with Stroud, yes, it's mostly the quarterback, but the coaching staff and the way they're developing him. And, you know, it, it helps to have a cornerstone left tackle. It helps <laughs> that the receivers are stepping up. So mm-hmm. th- this is it's all about CJ Stroud, but again, the situation that he went into, that plays a major part as well. Absolutely. And I'm glad he gave him a shout out. But it, that was looking at this Texans team, uh, any quarterback that I felt if that they would take, that they were likely to take, I felt it was still a solid situation to drop them in. Mm-hmm. I thought the offensive line, they traded for Shaq Mason. I know he's had injuries, the whole offensive line has. Uh, but then, uh, uh, but also just like this receiving room, I was like, okay, Robert Woods, okay, Nico Collins, okay, all right, you know, uh, Noah Brown, okay, all right. Oh, John Mechie, all right, okay, these guys are all fine. I like these guys. They all have nice, they have potential to be a nice role player and stuff. Dalton Schultz, okay, it's just solid, solid, solid. But he is making them better. <laughs> and is, that's yeah. what you want. And that, that's, I'm so, I'm, it's like, it's nice that he's solid. So I felt good about how ever that this situation would be dropped in, you know, and then you contrast it with maybe the Panthers and you're like, oof. And, but you watch him and his timing. The, uh, I went off on this on Sunday. It's just, it's clinic tape. It's what you teach. It's how right. just the drop back stuff, how quickly he gets rid of the ball. The His eyes is like, I mean, even just how he moves in the pocket, like his sack rate's pretty low for a rookie that's always promising. And then, I mean, he's just putting up numbers. So it's nice that people are kind of noticing this, but it's like, this has been consistent throughout the whole rookie year. So it's really cool to see a guy drop in and kind of like you refer to the, or the uh, Georgia tape, but like even the Northwestern game last year, when he was truly like, they, I mean, he only finished with like 78 yards that game, but several drops. It was a really windy day. That was the game that really put him over the top for me because he was line driving throws through this like really windy day. He was uh, being used as a runner and he's creating more than I, he ever had to do in college. And it's been uh, other than that Georgia game that you referred to, uh, but it's just been really good stuff. I'm, I'm, I'm all aboard. Like just, he is so accurate. He makes all the right decisions time and time again. That does have something to do with the coaching and running a good scheme, but also the quarterback has to do it. Right. <laughs> so yes. that, I, uh, so seeing him do it time after time, it's yeah, it's Houston Texas fans should be extremely happy right now. Oh, there's no doubt. And, you know, so like when I do my scouting reports, the last line, the overall, that is where I kind of want to hit home. Like this is the most important thing I take away. I want you to, to, to have from this. And with Stroud's report, uh, I, I included, so he's an outstanding rhythm passer with touch pacing and ball speed control. 
I think that has been the biggest difference when you watch him compared to some of these other uh, young quarterbacks. The ball speed control to it's it's so much about his timing, and mm-hmm. you know you're playing ahead of you're ahead of schedule with your eyes, but then you understand what type of touch and timing it needs so the ball arrives before the defender can react, so the receiver can make a play. Um, I mean, in that you know that final touchdown is a great example. It go, the Tank Dell. So yeah, I, I think that he has so much of what, and I think this is why we felt really good about C.J. Stroud as in terms of his floor. You know, yeah. we the, that was it. You know, we could, we could debate. You know, what what is the ultimate ceiling for him? Can he be a top five quarterback in the NFL? Is he a Pro Bowl quarterback? You know, the ceiling I think was a little bit debatable. But I think we, you know, we both felt really comfortable with his floor as an NFL yep. starter because of those strengths that he had as a passer. I just I kept calling him clean, just clean, clean, clean. And I'm glad you brought up the touch stuff. And that's where a guy, maybe even like a Josh Allen, but either any quarterback really, uh, where accuracy usually comes from. It's not an overhaul of like throwing mechanics as far as your arm. It's usually footwork and just becoming more intelligent and be able to anticipate. And it's easier to anticipate when you throw soft. It's hard to anticipate when you line drive something in there. That's just physics, unless you're just a freak. Like you're <laughs> some of the guys can do that, but it's most people, most mortals. So like a guy like Stroud for being a rookie and that first touchdown to Tank Dell, the the double move, and I brought it up on the Sunday show with, with Robert, but it, he throws that Dell's at like the 12, 13 yard line. Right. And the ball ends up in the back corner of the end zone. And it's not like a, you know, a balloon ball that he just throws. It's like a nice like looping yeah. liner that you see to the right center field in a baseball game. It's just a perfect throw. So a fraction of a second off. That's a, a fraction yep. of a second too early or too late. I mean, mm-hmm. it, it changes everything. And so everything. that timing and uh, the ball speed control, the tempo that he plays with, you're right. I mean, it, it, it ties the feet, tie with the eyes, tie with yep. the arm. It, he has such a great feel for his body. And yeah. what he needs to do to get the ball out and where it yes. needs to be. It's it, it's really impressive to watch, especially for a guy that's, you know, has eight career starts, uh, starts. under his belt. It's really something to behold. It's cool. No, it, it's really, really cool. Will Levis has had a couple starts recently. That's the other new yeah. quarterback maybe to talk about. Uh, not much to talk about with Clayton Toon uh, in that no. performance on Sunday. That was a little rough one. Uh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, Tommy DeVito, I believe, is another uh, quarterback in here so, to throw around. So, right, yeah. Aiden O'Connell. Just, he, he's Aiden O'Connell. The he, new actually guy. Looked, he actually looked okay on I, Sunday. I, uh, he yeah. was clean. He I, was I, clean. I, I don't I mean, The Giants defense maybe helped him out a little bit with that. <laughs> a little but bit. I, yeah, it's I, nice I, when you know you got man coverage every time. It's, it's <laughs> right. nice. <laughs> there you go. Uh, no, I think, I mean, I, it, with the Stroud conversation, it is interesting to contrast that with what Bryce Young is dealing with in Carolina now. Yeah. Obviously, it's Bryce Young shoulders plenty of the blame here, but the situation is just, it's a really, and it's, it's hard to have these conversations, uh, especially stemming off of what Stroud did on Sunday. Right. Um, it, it, you know, because I think everyone focuses on just the, the raw stats and wins and losses. And with Bryce, the situation that he's in uh, is just, it's a stark difference. It really right. is. And it's not, that's not an excuse. That is just reality. Um, and, and so it'll be interesting the rest of the way what Carolina does to try to rectify some of that and then what they do in the offseason because yeah. you have to get him more help. I mean, it's outside of Adam Thielen, you're just not getting any consistent receiver play. Um, I, I was a big Iki Aquanu fan uh, coming out. He has not developed the way. I thought a lot of so people thought he weird. would. His second half last year, he did, and then he just took a yeah. huge step back. It's so strange. 
So the offensive line hasn't been what we thought it would be. Yeah. So there's so many parts of this uh, Carolina offense, and yeah. they, they just have so much to do this offseason to fix it and get their quarterback back on track. I think, I think Bryce Young has made enough quality impact throws that I feel really good about him moving forward. It's just the situation, it's, it's rough, and that, I'm not yeah. sure what the, what the answer is. That the situation is just so bad that it's 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 shocking to me because I thought mm-hmm. the Panthers O line was going to be a better one of the better offensive lines in the league. I I think I kind of had them around like the tenth best when I did, kind of looked at them in the preseason, and they've been one of the most disappointing units in the entire league, like at any, right. any team, uh, any position group, and so that's tough for any rookie quarterback. I still think that is the first thing you want to build when you have a young quarterback is the O line because. You can't operate if you have no time or no pocket to work with. And then you can't even judge your receivers or the concepts you're running if they can't even get off the ground. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, my my uh, family background will have some influence on that think- line of thinking. But still, I've, it's, a, it's part of my football dogma. Uh, but I really it, – it's just tough to watch because I do think uh, – just like in college, he's he's so smart. And I know he knows where to go with the ball. And I just think he's trying to make it work. And it's just, it's, it's tough. He's not, he's not right. getting a lot of easy buttons from his teammates or the scheme is fine, but it's just, yeah, he needs help. He needs a lot of help. And I think th- these things are, you know, they go in cycles. Um, you know, I remember, uh, what, what a couple years ago um, was that 2020 draft class. Um, that was when Joe Burrow went number one, but, after that first rookie year, everyone went, oh, Justin Herbert should have been the number one overall pick. You know, he set the right. new touchdown right. rookie record. And um, and then fast forward another year, and it's, oh, Joe Burrow, obviously, was the obviously. N- number one pick. And then I mean, a month ago, I had people arguing in my mentions how Tua was really the guy that should have been the first quarterback. So, yeah. I mean, these things will come and go in cycles, but... Yeah, bottom line, if you're a Texans fan, you feel great about where you are with your quarterback situation. And all right, where's it's only uphill from here, you know, because we got our guy. Looks like our coaching staff, uh, hopefully it stays intact. And then now it's just about how we build on this. How do we get better? And so, yeah, it's a good time to be a Houston Texans fan. Yeah, I see uh, my my replies are always funny, just seeing with different photoshops of Caleb Williams and Drake May. <laughs> And maybe Marvin Harrison Jr. Right. That I that I always see. Uh, the team changes every week. Vikings fans were in there, and now they're celebrating everything right now with Josh Dobbs. So it's got right. <laughs> it's yeah. pretty it's pretty funny which teams drop in there. So yeah, so, the most the most volatile has been the Bears fans. I mean, it's just you, oh, you got a, you got a faction of field believers. Others yeah. are you know ready to move on, and then between those, it's Caleb, it's Drake May, it's. Yeah. Uh, you know, oh, and then it's uh, fire everybody, and then it's, yeah, it's like, right. no, give or, them another or, chance. They're so they're so scarred by the yeah. quarterback position that get rid of Fields, and with the two picks, you draft a receiver and a tackle. Don't draft a quarterback. You know, just it's, go get Dobbs, go get you know whatever. But we we don't have any trust in a a quarterback here. So yeah, it's a it is a roller coaster for sure. I just watched their defense actually. Yeah, against the Saints, they. they they're doing some things. Some good they're, things. Picking, they're picking up. They're picking it up. Montez Sweat looked good, and but the rest of the defense, well, they're, they're he doing better some nice with things. That kind of oh my god, game. right? I know. Jack Sanborn, shout out Wisconsin. Actually, you, you know they paid those linebackers, and he actually played pretty well. But let's move, let's move on to receivers. The guys that were throwing to. Actually, I think the Texans rookie receiver might be the one to lead this conversation. But anyone else in the receiver mm-hmm. group uh, that has stood out at the halfway point, maybe outside of even Puka Nakua, but I will want to talk about Puka Nakua in one second. <laughs> well, I, we got to start with Puka because I think yeah. he's 
he, he right now he ranks top five among all players, not just rookies, in targets, catches, receiving yards. So uh, you know, even though maybe he's cooled off a little bit, uh, he's still in terms of production, it, it, well, well over what most receivers are. Only two touchdown catches, um, but he is right now tied with Tyree Kill for uh, second in the NFL uh, catches twenty plus yards with sixteen. Yeah. It, like obviously these two yeah. guys look very different with how they uh with those 20 plus yard catches but uh it's just impressive to watch Puka Nakua go out there and do this uh week in week out and so we'll see with the Rams quarterback situation how that changes a little bit they just signed Carson Wentz today yeah. um yeah. you know and you know Stafford we'll see how long he's out uh but yeah Nakua still right with where we are at the midway point I think has been the top receiver and then after that I you know well, here, I know you wanted to talk about Nikua. What do you want to mention? <laughs> oh, no, just, I, yeah, it's one of those where it's like, man, it felt like he cooled off. And then you look at his stats and you're like, holy crap. <laughs> 91 I, targets? Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> and so many first downs. Like, he's just efficient. Sure. Uh, I, I did my, my article last week with the awards and I gave him my rookie of the year and it was the easiest section. And it would much easier to write and if mm. last week before Stroud did what he did on Sunday because then everyone would have been killing me for it but it was at that time a week ago it was easy it's an easier call but uh you mentioned top five and all the the counting stats but just even one of the stats i always like to look at which is success rate uh successful target per route run mm. he's fifth in that so top five as well and the only the other the other names are above 15 percent. he's at 16.9 other ones above 15 percent. tyra kills him first then it goes Ayuk, amon rossi brown travis kelsey then nakua <laughs> Then it goes Jamar Chase, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Keenan Allen, Jalen Waddle, and Devontae Adams. And then I think Justin Jefferson's after that, just below that, and Stephon Diggs right after that. So it's like the dudes. Yeah. Like the, it sounds so, like in a fantasy draft, like the first 12 picks. Like That's it. Uh, yeah. It's oh, yeah. crazy. It's, it's the guys. And so I, I thought – that's the thing. It's not just these empty stats. He's being efficient. He's going right. down the field. And I, I long – he's going to be just – he's just flat good, and they use him perfectly. So really, 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 really fun player to watch. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, um, who else? I, who else? Yeah, there's, it's kind of a grab bag for this group. So, I, yeah, where do you want to go next? I, if you're just going based off of receiving yards, then the yep. next three guys are are Zay Flowers, Jordan Addison, Josh Downs. Yeah. Um. Uh, they they're the only other rookie receivers that have at least 40 catches and I think 460 receiving yards. Um. But I think uh, with Addison, you know, he is actually tied with Stephon Diggs for the second most touchdown receptions in the league. Uh, just behind Tyree Kill. And it's like one behind Tyree Kill. Um, and then I think it's interesting. There are four NFL receivers with at least 40 catches and zero drops. Two of them are rookies, Addison oh. and Downs. So, ah, it, I mean, these these guys are putting up catches, but they're also not putting the ball on the ground, which is great to see. So, you know, I think Josh Downs, um, I understand why he fell. He's not a big guy. I was still surprised he fell as far as he did into right. the 70s. I mean, this if you didn't take him in the first round, I get it totally. Um, yeah. I, I graded him as more as an early two, but to see him fall to the early three, early to mid three, that was a little bit of a surprise. And so, um, it, just it, it, interesting because I mean, Jordan Addison, I mean, he was 174 pounds. I mean, he's he's not a big guy either. So yeah. you know, it's kind of pick and choose. A flower is not a big guy. We got to yeah. pick and choose how we. Um, you know, weigh these uh, different measurements and yeah. how early we take them. And it, it's just interesting, but good to see him uh, balling out with Gardner Minshew and in Indy. <laughs> yeah. Addison uh, was a true, true. And I think we talked about this before the draft for me, at least 
true just trust the tape kind of guy because yes. all the other stuff was such red alerts for me and you know i'm not a, i don't like undersized receivers and mm-hmm. especially ones that don't run well but i was like but man he moves well and he runs good routes and he catches everything so i don't know that was one i just i never wavered on yeah. um as far as uh, keeping him as like a kind of a where he ended up getting drafted was kind of where i graded him so it kind of worked out but this year uh, lad mcconkey gonna be that guy because he's yeah. just he, he 185 pounds. That he is not a big guy. He had a uh, digger post this weekend. I, I, he's just I, a good football just, player. Yeah, I mean, oh. he's just his play speed and the competitiveness. I mean, it's good luck covering him. So, I mean, yeah. I think I'm so it, glad you kept him in your big board. That was awesome. Yeah, uh, I mean, McConkey's going to be one of those player. guys. Yeah, I, we're you know, wish you were a little bit bigger. Don't really like these smaller guys, but I get it. I totally understand. Yeah. So, yeah, he, he's going to be in that conversation, for especially sure. when you have an, an ace like Addison's with Jefferson. Those guys, True. I mean, and they have Hawkinson. Like, that's going to be just so dangerous. I'm glad you mentioned Zay Flowers. I mean, uh, the Ravens offense is death by a million slant runners. It's <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, I mean, him and Bateman and OBJ, it's it's pretty fun. Even Aguilar is having kind of a decent mm-hmm. season. But uh, um, I actually wanted to ask you about uh, is Demario Davis. Oh, Douglas. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Demario Douglas, uh, the Patriots six-rounder. He's kind of picked it up a, a little bit. Uh, the last couple of weeks, not nothing crazy, just like 50-yard games, 30-yard games, like something like that. But he was a six-rounder. I just wanted to ask you about him because I yeah. uh, he was – yeah, uh, he's doing some nice things with the ball in his hands. Well, and another small guy. I mean, he's 5'8". Yes. I think he's 179 pounds yep. at the combine. So not a big guy. Um, and he was a, a slot guy, you know, in college yeah. or un- a lot of underneath routes, you know, not a lot of uh, downfield targets. But you see the burst that he plays with. Uh, you know, oh, see the, the the agility and the acceleration, the the footwork at the top of a his routes. So you can create that separation, give his quarterback uh, a clean window to throw to, and then after the catch, you know, he's just he's a kind of a pesky player to keep up with. Um, yes. and, and then you add in the return skills. You add in, um, you know, the fact that he's, uh, the interview process went really well for him in terms of the competitive nature, in terms of the way he sees the game, the way that he yeah. understands concepts. So I, I think all those things combined, and you're like, yeah, he's small, but um, I, I like what, and that'll limit his overall role. You know, you, yeah. you, his, what he will be. But the explosive nature of his game, the way he, the competitive nature of his game, mm-hmm. you bet on those. And yeah, I think he's he's done a nice job as a rookie for uh, New England. Yes. I, I, I've seen the 81 get the ball in his hands. I'm kind of like, okay. like, And it's just like he had some pop to him. And I yeah. remember him at Liberty, but it was just, yeah, it was kind of, it's been nice to see. And they're, you, they're finding ways to use him a little bit more. I mean, they need juice on their offense, but yeah, he's been a, a pleasant surprise when I, Watch Bill that. Belichick. That. Don't don't let him draft a receiver in the first two rounds. But yeah. uh, he he could find some of these Day guys three. later on. That's it. Yeah, right. Just, that, there's there's something to it sometimes when there's just like one guy that they have that just that one really good trait. And it's just like okay, just eh, whatever. Day three, whatever. That's the dart <laughs> throw. Just just go for that. What's well, um, fascinating? I, I'm I, with the Patriots, and I'm sorry, I just we're gonna go off on a tangent here. But no, that's um, good. Like okay, receivers they've drafted in the first two rounds. All right, Ty, uh, Tyquan Thornton. Which has not worked out. No. Um, which that was over drafted. Yeah, to begin with. Yeah, uh, third round at the earliest for him. Yes, he took him yep. top fifty. Yep. Um, Nikhil Harry drafted him in the yes. final pick in the first round that year. Uh, obviously, that did not work out. No. Which and not also another one that wasn't a huge surprise, especially when they drafted him ahead of uh, you know, AJ Brown and um, you know those guys, uh, yeah. DK Metcalf. Yeah. Before that. Who else did they draft early? Uh, Aaron Dobson was a second round pick in 2013. Wow. That's um, a name I'm 
I've been thinking of a lot. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you, was, but you, so you look through these guys in the first two rounds and it's, you know, a bunch of misses. And then you look in the fifth, sixth, seventh round, you see Julian Edelman, you see Matthew Slater. Um, you know, you see guys that have been able to, you know, not, not all of them been hits, obviously, but yeah. they've at least been able to find a role and, you know, be a little bit productive. And, you know, we'll see with this group because they drafted two with Boutte and Demario mm-hmm. Douglas. So, uh, you know, it, it, you're right. That offense needs some juice, needs some type of explosive element. And, you know, they'll take what they can get. And Douglas has been able to provide a little bit of that so far. Yeah. The uh, another undersized receiver, too, is uh, Stroud's throwing partners tank Dell tank, is yeah. yeah he's when he's healthy he's very effective and uh he's perfect for stroud and this is i think allen josh allen's the one guy that i never understand they give him all these like kind of smaller receivers or they always try to before they're like hey let's just give, give him kincaid give him like a yeah, bigger right. target but like with stroud tank Dell makes a lot of sense because all he does is throw bbs so it's yep. like oh yeah it's just, it doesn't matter but he's a great route runner they're using him perfectly um any thoughts on tank Dell? because i uh, have some stats with it he's been very very effective when he's been out there oh no give him to me i want to i want to hear him because tank okay. Dell's a good player it's just another guy that's small i small. mean he is 100 under 170 pounds yeah he's a smaller target but again good luck covering him right. if you, he's able to get free so yeah i think he's been uh a nice bright spot for that offense. Yeah. It, it, yeah. It's an, they have some nice synergy going on right now. Mm-hmm. He's um, 17th overall in yards per route run, 2.27 yards, which Not is bad. third among all rookies, and 17th in explosive receptions per route, which I think is very important. Mm-hmm. I, I think sometimes these smaller guys that we look at in our heads, we're like, oh, yeah, he's going to be explosive just naturally. And then yeah. they actually aren't. aren't. <laughs> they, they, they get tackled right away or they're not good route runners uh, and they can't catch the ball. So it's nice to see a small guy really taking it to defenses. And then uh, the last one I want to bring up is uh, Rasheed Rice. Uh, because yes, he's, I'm glad you did. If you didn't, I was yeah. going to. So I'm glad. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, slowly coming along. But yeah, any thoughts on Rice? Because they, I see the Chiefs and Mahomes starting to trust him a little bit more. It's been pretty cool to watch. I mean, you can make the argument he's the most consistent receiver uh, the Chiefs have right now. Um, I, I think he is. <laughs> you know, obviously – Pass catcher, it's Kelsey, but you know, just pure receiver. I think, yeah, with what he's uh, and they use him in different ways. They'll put him in a mm-hmm. slot. You know, they'll line him up outside. They give him a bubble. They'll they'll push him outside. They'll they'll um, you know have him run downfield routes as well. So I, I think it's interesting the way they use him. And you know, I liked him a lot out of SMU. Like going back to last summer, uh, he was my number one senior receiver in the draft. I was all in on Rasheed Rice, and then. Watching him at the Senior Bowl, um, liked him, but didn't love him just because he didn't have a ton of juice. You know, you could tell like this, he moves like a four or five guy. Um, and, you know, that that at time could be exposed against high level corner play. And then some of the off field stuff, which I can't even talk about because it's, you know, it is what it is. Um, you know, that made me sour on him a little bit. The Chiefs took him earlier than I thought he'd go. And I think so far he has kind of you know he, he's out or he has lived up to where they took him um in terms of being just a reliable yeah. part of that offense and getting better you know and growing yeah. into a, a more serious role so yeah i'm glad you brought him up um who else did we, jsn settling in with settling seattle in. yes um slowly but surely he's, he's coming off some, the injury he's had some busts a little bit and that's kind of but that's uh, been a seahawks receiver issue for mm-hmm. a couple of years so that, that might not just be all on him but no, should, we, yeah. should we mention a, a a different seahawks receiver too a oh, rookie receiver mr. bobo mr bobo yes <laughs> i mean Jay he's bobo. got uh more receiving he's, touchdowns than some of these guys so we yeah. gotta we gotta we gotta no, talk he's about legit him, you know? like like a 
good player right now. <laughs> like yeah. he's not just like a joke. Like he's they use him like they use him all over the place. I yeah, big fan of Jake Bobo because he is they're giving him like design touches, like uh, like jet sweep touchdowns and mm-hmm. designer shot plays in the red zone. Uh not to use too much jargon, but it's like, yeah, no, they trust him. They really trust yeah. him. Same with rice. And that's why, like you're saying, they're using rice all over the place, is that I know what they they like what they're seeing with him. So they're like, okay, let's give him the bubble. Let's give him this play in, at near the goal line. Like, so that's good. But what yeah, what are your thoughts on Jake Bobo? Because it's he's been a lot of fun to watch this year. I mean, for a fourth or fifth receiver, like that's uh that's you like Yeah, exactly. And again, <laughs> it, this comes down like you watch his UCLA tape and you see a guy that's consistently moving the chains, mm-hmm. um, just a reliable player. And then you just you just couldn't draft him based off his forty yard dash. That's what it all came down to. Uh, you know, you can't draft a guy that's uh, only two hundred and six pounds, but ran in the four nines. Mm-hmm. Um, and he ran multiple forties. This wasn't like it was just he stumbled or something. He just he's a four nine guy uh, so in when you have a stopwatch out. But on the football field, plays a little bit faster than that. I think it's yep. fair to say. Um, but you know, I he does have a size advantage. You know, he is a legit six four. Um, I, he, he, there, there's not a ton of clean catch windows, but he operates well in traffic, you know, bodies around them don't really uh, throw off his focus. Um, and you know, he's just very efficient putting the ball away and then just yeah. getting as many yards as he can. Sometimes it's just two yards, but, uh, he can put the ball away and then, uh, get, get vertical. So yeah, he is a, a fun player who I had a draftable grade on until that 40 yard dash. Cause I, oh, yeah. what do you, what do you do with it? You know, it's, it's, it's a complete outlier that yeah. I've, I have personally never seen before. Yeah. And it's not the, when most guys, it's like a receiver that runs slow. Okay. This 218 pound receiver that ran like, right. Oh, we have to move him tight end. They ran like a four, seven, two. Yes. Not a four nine eight <laughs> or even a four seven like a four six something. Not this. So that it was. I thought there was weather or he was hurt or something, and nothing like really ever came out about that. But yeah, he does not play like a four nine eight. More still like a four seven something. But the, it's, there was like, a. I, w- I w- sorry. I went. I went back and looked at the sheet, and um, the the scout on record did report a little bit of weather, but it wasn't like a torrential downpour. And, okay. Okay. You know, he's running through puddles. It wasn't anything like that. It was, you know, but it's still, it, it was it, the fact that he didn't have another pro day to say, or you know, like, oh, I can yeah, do better yeah, yeah, than yeah. that. Like yeah. th- that tells you he's probably testing in the four seven four eight range, anyways. Um, and there's really no point to you know put out another forty yeah. yard dash at, at, at no, that point. Oh, I'm glad we got to talk about Bobo. That's fantastic. Uh, uh, moving on Fun to running, well, he is moving on to running backs. Uh, some guys have really picked it up. Uh, it's been kind of a fun group. Uh, who do you want to start off with uh, for the running back position, Dane? Um, well, I mean, I think Bijan still leads all rookies in yeah. rushing yards. So still, still um, great. <laughs> yeah, as much as. Uh, oh. You know, we can be right bewildered <laughs> with the uh, usage and yeah, what what exactly the plan is for a a player of this caliber um, in terms of talent. It, it is frustrating. It's yeah. confounding. Um, but at the same time, I think he's you know he's still when he's when he gets his touches, he does maximize them. He does play well. So you know he's averaging over five yards a carry. Um, still only just that one touchdown uh, carry, which is a little bit of a surprise. I, what what do you make of? I mean, I, I know this Atlanta conversation is. Oh man, we almost don't even have uh, the right. We don't have time to make to do the whole thing right now. But in terms of Bijan and <laughs> yeah, 
Because I, I think you even, I, I heard you guys talk about in your previous show how you expected yeah. a big game from Bijan this past weekend. I um, did. And, you know, going forward with Tyler Heineke at quarterback, um, with what you think their plan might be, uh, no mustache uh, with, with uh, Arthur Smith. What, what do we think about Bijan Robinson over the second half of the uh, NFL season? I, I really, I actually thought their bye week was this week. I had it flipped in my head. It's next week, uh, but they play the Cardinals this week with Kyler coming back. So I thought Josh, Joshua Dobbs was tough. Now you got Kyler. Uh, but I, I think some of it's been some galaxy braining. And I think some of it too has been uh, from Arthur Smith, maybe some of the staff and how they rotate guys, which I do think in some ways I get that they're trying to kind of, you know, what's the one thing that happens with rookie running backs or highly drafted running backs? Their short lifespan or short right. span in the career, uh, uh, career span, I should say, in the league. And I would say, I don't want to say that <laughs> short lifespan, hold on, three, two, one. Uh, the one thing with the, uh, highly drafted running backs is their short career span. So I think some of it is to save some of those touches for the second half of the season, but there's times where it's like, Hey, the game's tight. Let's roll with them. Like, let's, let's, let's let them go to work. Running backs do. I do feel get better with more touches. They get a feel for it. They get a feel for how things are breaking down. The offensive line gets a better feel, better push on the stuff. Um, not the not, like Tyler Algier is a nice, effective runner, and oh, it's yeah. like nothing he's doing wrong. No and one was he, higher on Algier than you and I. I mean, no, we, yes. we, we were we were both like you know this. Take him in the third round. Feel yep. good about what he's going to give you over his rookie contract. I mean, yep. yeah, we we were really uh, optimistic for what he could yes, be. He's exactly what I thought he would be. He's exactly. 100%. He's, Yep, he is the the two in a two man rotation. Like, mm-hmm. he, yeah, I love him. But uh, but I I also think there are some things where his head was starting to swim a little bit. They're asking him to do more in protections, and I think that kind of it kind of uh, slowed him down a little bit. There's times where his head's not getting back around. So I think they were trying to be good and being like, hey, let's not overwhelm him. Let's not like, oh my god, this guy's great. Let's not overwhelm him. But they're like this last game. Oh, so frustrating. They give him the they give him the ball. He has an explosive run, and then he fumbles. And I think some of it was like, hey, man, we, we, we got to go with the guy that's not fumbling right now. It's not that type of game. But I hope after the bye, they start rolling with him and get him like say, hey, this is the midway point or past the midway point. We get going. But it's been a frustrating watch. <laughs> they, uh, the, the turnover has been very frustrating as a whole team. I still think they should go back to Ritter. Uh, just give him a chance. Uh, mm. Heineke's Heineke's Heineke. I, we know what he is. But I think the Bijan stuff is there's got to be a better – even if you are trying to make them better and trying to save them a little bit, there's times where you kind of just have to lean into your best players and just let them go to work. And I think that they could lean into that a little bit more in the second half of the year. It's a yeah. oh, man, but he's so good. He is so smooth and so explosive. It's yeah. it's I know I want I want to see him just get like one of those drives where he gets seven touches in a row. Just let him mm-hmm. go to work, just like at Texas. Well, I, I think there's something to be said for running backs. You need that. You need. I mean, I don't necessarily think Bijan's a guy that needs to, you know, find that rhythm. But it right. sure helps when you know you're you're not coming off the field, and um, you know you have a chance to really settle in. And I mean, Bijan's talented enough where on any given play he can break one. Yeah. Um, Speaking of that, Devon Achain, <laughs> uh, you know, he's he's still been out, but even yeah. though he's played half the games that uh some of these other running backs have played he's still uh high up there in terms of the uh Everything. highest <laughs> rushing yards for rookies yeah. yeah uh he leads all rushing or all rookies and rushing touchdowns with five uh he should be coming off the ir here pretty soon pretty so soon, yeah yeah good to have him back in that offense they, you, and you can tell they need him i mean raheem Mostert's a good player and he's done a nice job but having another explosive element to that offense yep. um that something they, they sure miss Neither um, of them should be taking really more than 
10 to 12 touches, but mm-hmm. that's fine when you, when you have both of them. It's great. When you yes. only have one of them, ah, kind of get a little dicey with, with extended games. Uh, only other guy I wanted to mention was Jameer Gibbs. Um, you know, I think he's he, he's been good um, you know, as a receiver, as a runner. Um, maybe not what fantasy owners uh, want him <laughs> to be, but I think he's been a quality running back at this point so far. They've quieted down the last two weeks because he actually is getting all the touches. But With yeah, Montgomery out, right? Yeah, yeah. But Montgomery's coming back, so he is, yeah. so that goes. But yeah, he's he's explosive. He's also that uh, success successful target per route run. He's second in the entire league uh, in any position. Oh, I'm sorry, sorry, second among all rookies uh, in, in that receiver, tight end, or running back. So he's still been that effective receiver that we thought he could be, um, right. which is which is good to see. They love running choice routes to him. That. <laughs> There's a lot of Saints influence in that offense. Uh, the last guy I want to shout out was uh, Charbonnet, Zach Charbonnet mm-hmm. for the Seahawks. Uh, also just a guy after my own heart because he's good in pass protection. So just, yeah, mm-hmm. he's been been nice. They're giving him some more touches. I think they've shown he's been reliable. But another UCLA rookie for the Seahawks. Just, you know, you're coming along for him and doing some yeah. nice things. Yeah. And when he's targeted, he'll catch the football. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I don't think he has a rushing touchdown yet, but no. he's averaging over five yards a carry. I mean, he yep. is he's just a quality player. Uh, maybe yep. not exceptional in any one area, but yep. good across the board. You know, you no matter the situation, like certain running backs, you know, when they're on the field, okay, yeah, he's going to – they're not going <laughs> to leave him home to pass protect or, you yep. know, they're going to use him in this way or they're going to motion him, whatever. Uh, with Charbonnet's on the field, anything's on the on the table. Uh, you can go to whatever play call you want, uh, whatever formation you want, and uh, Charbonnet can uh, adapt and be that type of player. So, um, you know, I think he is uh, doesn't have the home run ability of mm-hmm. a, a, a Kenneth Walker, but he's just uh, someone that's going to help your offense. And I think we're seeing that more and more as we get deeper into Seattle season. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 US-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Moving on to tight ends, the loaded tight end class, which has some guys kind of really coming along now. Do you want to start with uh, Don Kincaid, the first tight end drafted, who the Bills are starting to finally start, like they're figuring it out. Why did it take an injury to Dawson Knox for this to happen? I mean, we we thought this from like day one, like, you know, as soon as they drafted him in the first round, uh, you, me and Robert, we were just like, oh, Okay, yeah, this is this is your new slot receiver. This is yep. you know the way, it, and we got so excited for what it could be, and then it just it took time, and then once Dawson Knox went out, it's like okay, we have no choice. He's gonna yep. see more action, and uh, he's responded really well and yes. played at a high level. So when Dawson Knox does come back, what does this look like? You know what? How do they? Because you can't 
he needs to still play the same number of snaps. How how do yep. you? Uh, it would be interesting to see. How, I, I would think they recognize that, but how do they make all these pieces work in an offense that you know it feels it feels confused right now? I you know I I don't know. It's uh, you've got Josh Allen, who's one of the most insanely talented quarterbacks on the planet, um, who you know doesn't always play within himself, but still you're gonna ride or die every yep. every snap with Josh Allen. Um, how are you going to help him with a talent like this? So I don't. What has what your takeaways been the last, especially specifically the last two weeks with Kincaid? Yeah. No, I love the whole lineup that they're using, um, uh, especially with James Cook or Latavius Murray. Um, Latavius actually has been a very nice add for them because mm. just the dirty work guy. And Cook's come along, but then and Leonard Fournette yeah, too. In the mix. Yeah, Leonard Fournette now Lenny, but yes, Lenny and, and Latavius actually have. It's funny how they kind of actually end up being mm-hmm. kind of kind of some more role players, I guess, in a way, but. Um, but that lineup with Khalil Shakir, Gabe Davis, Don Kincaid, and Stefan Diggs, of course. Now that's, I think, by having to do it, they had so many choices before in all these personnel groupings that they're leaning to, to give themselves what we've been calling guardrails or give themselves kind of like, okay, this isn't working. We can pivot to this, which I do think is going to be good. Uh, it has been good, actually, I do think. Um, I think just because of that Thursday night game, they realized, oh, we can't do any of that. Quentin Morris, our blocking tight ends out too. Uh, and, and then now Knox is out and now we have to use these guys. And I think that actually is when the light bulb went on mm-hmm. because they couldn't get to anything else that it finally was just like, rather than using those types of plays, that personnel grouping 12 times, they had to use it 40 plus times. And I think that's all it was. It was just because they had to. Uh, but I think sometimes uh, you're a little scared uh, where you're like, okay, Kincaid can't do this. He can't do this. But I think that led to what can he do? And he is a hell of a slot, slot catch out runner. Catch yeah. the football and run. Like he That's is it. good at that. And you can see Allen getting trust with these guys. And when you have the same five out there, or at least the same four outside the running back, and you know where every what every guy is. Okay, you are the X, you are the F, you are the Z, you are the tight end. Every single time, when we start mixing things up, I know who's running what. I don't have this like, okay, uh, are you? Oh, you're the, you're outside on this play. Yes, quarterback should know that, but it's, you know bullets start flying and it could be it could be a little dicey so i think it's just some of that injury necessity and just also yeah they leaned into it and i think they're realizing like this is good because it's a lot of heat coming at uh coming at defenses and allen's really picking his spots with it yeah well and it draws uh the attention of defenses so okay all of a sudden stefan diggs is getting more one-on-one opportunities or uh you know i mean i i think that this offense has so much potential. Um, lean into Dalton, uh, uh, yeah, Dalton Kincaid and what he can offer yeah. as a receiver because that's that's what you like. That's why you drafted him. It wasn't for his blocking. Absolutely. It was for he, he he's going to give you targets. He's not going to put the ball on the ground, and then he's going to quickly become a runner and give you yards after the catch. Yep. I mean, this is this is what he does. And even though he did have that slow start to the year, he already has forty catches this year, yeah. which I, I, I surprised me. I know he's been good these last few weeks, but surprised he was already up to 40 already because it seemed like such a slog out of the gate but um yeah i think you know we have to talk about two guys sam laporta and kincaid they're both over 40 catches now um clearly one and two uh, just looking at the stats of of Mm -hmm. these rookie tight ends laporta uh you know cooled off a little bit it's funny looking at the target disparity between these two guys um Kincaid is at 44 targets. Laporte is at 59, but there's only three receptions separating these two guys. Okay. So, uh, you know, when Kincaid's targeted, he catches the ball and yep. does something with it. And uh, yeah, I hopefully we see more and more of that going forward. I, I think we will. It's 
sometimes, like I just talked about personnel, and sometimes just the scheme is where the ball is going to go. And that's what when Cole Beasley dropped off and they went away from that, they've been trying to fill that slot. That guy can work inside and out with Stefan Dix, that they can work their two man game. And that's what mm-hmm. Kincaid is. So, like, when it just a watching them against the Bengals, they just kind of peppered the same route over and over. And that's exactly how Utah used Kincaid. Just those right. quick little out routes, those six little out, six yard out routes from the slot, usually going into the boundary. He is just a master of those because he is he has such loose hips and everything. But yeah, um, Laporta too, just as a yeah, it's a receiver runner after catch. These two guys are they they've been even for me because I think Titans will hit the ground slow. I think everyone should assume that it's it's been nice to see them in the first both of these guys in the first half of the year be effective players and not seem like they're overwhelmed and not really affecting mm-hmm. the game yet. And tight ends, one of those positions where it is tough and it it, it takes hard. time. I, um, it, it, so Laporta, he he's got twenty five um, pass blocking snaps. If you had to guess, how many pass blocking snaps do you think Dalton Kincaid has had so far this year? Pass blocking zero, one, one. So you're, you're uh, close. Yeah, yeah, they gave him one. Uh, yeah, they if they, he if, if their coach is testing them as blockers and they kind of went. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Never yeah. mind. Oh yeah, that's right. That's uh, right. Okay, yeah, that's right. yeah. Go run around. Yeah, just show so, it on yeah. tape. Just show it on tape. We put it on. If tape. there's a drop back, <laughs> right? Yeah. If there's a drop back, uh, Dalton Kincaid's gonna be out there uh, trying to get open. So yeah. <laughs> absolutely. My uh, my. It seems like the Raiders remember they drafted Michael Mayer. Uh, About time. But what? Well, and he has same thing with Musgrave and Green Bay. And Musgrave, Musgrave got a touchdown. Uh, his first. Musgrave for the Packers. Yep, and he kept his feet. Uh, which was good. You know, usually he, he's a stumbler with the ball in his hands. I, I, I think his shoes are too big. I really do. Think. Mm. But uh, my, no, Michael Mayer, uh, it's nice because he has been an effective blocker already, which we thought he would be. But it's nice to see a rookie tight end already doing that. And then this most recent game, he had a couple ball with the ball in his hands and like getting, getting upfield. And it's, again, it's one of those things that we talked about before the draft was – He's underrated as an athlete. He's underrated as a receiver. Like, yeah. He can move a little bit. And so it's nice to see him kind of the Raiders remembering that, oh, yeah, we drafted this guy in the second round. And he's pretty good. So uh, right. I did have one guy I wanted to ask you about. The Dolphins have been using an undrafted tight end named Julian Hill from Campbell. Mm-hmm. Do you have any notes on Julian Hill? And this is I maybe should have been for off air, but I really want to want to ask you about Julian Hill. No, I he was a good athlete. Um, yeah, I mean he 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 stood out quite a bit because he. I mean he's not a big guy. He's he's under six four. He's under two hundred fifty pounds. Um, but four six athlete. Um, you know I I think that I wasn't surprised that he went undrafted. I thought that's what he was projected to be. Um, but I at the same time wasn't not surprised that he is on a roster and mm-hmm. contributing because you know you could you saw this on tape with him so um, good to see that he it's all about situation right you know yeah. where do these yeah, guys yeah. land and getting a path to get on the field um, good to see that he's been able to do that I don't think that he impressed enough during the pre-draft process to get drafted, but I thought there was enough on tape that made you, eh, there's something here. There's something yeah. that, uh, you know, uh, with, with the movements, um, you know, his ability to work down the field, down the seam, there's something here. And so glad to see he's getting a chance. Yeah. Give him some snaps. It's, it was interesting. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was like, who the hell is this guy? Uh, yeah. Got a, got a fighting camel out there. Uh, there so, now go. we got, uh, so let's move to the offensive line. And I, I love how our offense discussion, it's like, anyway, it was gushing about Stroud probably kind of, kind of took up first half of the show, but uh, yeah. moving to the offensive line to the big boys. Uh, any guys has there been one to- offensive lineman to you that has been like, you know, cause obviously we got, you know, CJ Stroud and, you know, there, it seems like every position there's one or two guys yeah. that we absolutely need to talk about with the, the offensive line. I don't think there's been one or two that's like, Oh yeah, this guy 
uh, these few guys have stood out above the rest. I think it's more been a lot of up and down with this group, which is to be expected with rookie offensive linemen. Yeah, Paris Johnson was probably has probably had the strongest tape so far, but then he's also had, like you said, some rookie moments. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe as the season's gone along, but yeah, Darnell Wright, another one. Yeah, he's had some really good flashes, mm-hmm. just like, and then he's had some, you know, some sloppy moments, but more positive than good. I think uh, uh, Anton Harrison for the Jags has been really coming along. Yeah, he's, he's coming along way earlier than I was expecting him to be uh, to do. And I think they are kind of giving him some baptism by fire. They're not giving mm-hmm. him chip help sometimes. They're just trying it. Like, hey, we drafted you in the first round, but hopefully you could do this long term. So it was good. Like he went against uh, TJ Watt uh, last week and did did okay. Like held his own. So I was pretty pretty fired up to see that from Harrison. So um, yeah, I, I w- I'm kind of with you where it's like, they all look like rookies. <laughs> that's yeah, my best. Do. That's about. The there's no worse uh, in this group where I'm like, oh right. wow, or or even a Slater in his rookie year where mm-hmm. it was like, oh wow. But I do think they're quality players, which is good to see. Where I'm not really too right. not not too many alarm bells going off. Yeah, I think Bears fans are maybe not thrilled with Darnell Wright, but I think he's been, especially in the run game. I mean, he has yeah. been, um, uh, you know, moving people, creating that movement that you want to see, uh, which is great. Um, I think you can at least feel optimistic moving forward that he's he's going to be the right tackle. Um, yeah. Dewan Jones with the the Browns, absolutely. Um, he especially considering he's a fourth round pick, and there were questions and uh, of this and that, but he has stepped up in a big way and. Um, I don't know. The Browns just lost their left tackle now, so they're they're playing with backups at both tackle spots, uh, and it'll be interesting to see, uh, uh, you know what what they're able to do. At least they uh, play with a quarterback with great pocket presence. So that's good. That's gonna really help them. Hey, out. Uh, Bill Callahan's gonna make that money. Uh, he will. And he'll <laughs> prove it. why he is one of the best offensive line coaches yes. in the in the league. Um, yeah. yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah, I mean, maybe Osiris Torrance we could mention. Yep. Um, yep. Steve Avila for the Rams. Yeah, nice. Jarrett Patterson, yep. I thought, has done a nice job okay. uh, for, for Houston. I, I think he's been better than expected. Um, yeah. Skronsky's been good since coming back from his injury. Yep. Um, not great, but good. Been solid. Yep. Um, so, But yeah, I think most of these guys have been really up and down, but that should be expected at this point. Yeah. Uh, Tyler Steen had his first start, and I wanted to check that he out did. for the Eagles. Yeah, get in the run game. I want to see how the pass reps went, but I, I liked him in the preseason. So I want to. Mm. Yeah, I was I was curious to see how that first start went. It's a pretty tough one to start off with going against the Cowboys defensive line. Had a, um, had a huge fumble recovery. That, that was he big. did right right oh, place no. right time. <laughs> yep. So good good start. He originally went to Vanderbilt. He was around the ball, but uh, ended up Bama, right? Yeah. So. Flip it over to defense. We'll stay on the line. Some line play. Uh, any defense alignment? We'll, we'll go edge, actually. Any edge players uh, in particular are standing out? I I feel like there's uh, the, the top one has been pretty pretty damn good. Well, I, I think it's the same two or three we talked about when we I did this so. exercise at the yes, quarter mark, right? It, it, Will Anderson, uh, <laughs> yep. uh, Byron Young with the Rams, yep. Yep. And, and then uh, Thule, uh yep. with the Chargers. I, I think those three guys consistently have been – it hasn't been great every week, but they are, you know, getting pressures. Uh, they are making an impact. Uh, yes. Maybe Anderson was expected, yep. but um, Byron Young and Thule being day two picks, I think they have exceeded expectations up yep. to this point, which has been great to see. Um, but you know, I, but outside of those two guys, I mean, Tyree Wilson, I think slowly but surely it, we see more out of him uh, each week. But to this point, he has been a disappointment. I think it's fair to say. Um, but yeah, I think it centers around those three guys, especially Will Anderson. 
Yeah, uh, nothing real to add. It's uh, I, I totally agree. Those, I mean, we saw Thule on Monday night against the mm-hmm. Jets having some real nice moments and doing the Joey Bosa celebration, but he's been doing that all year. And uh, yeah, Will Anderson, like you said, even it's fun watching him with his ears pinned back and getting to, getting to do yes. that in the, in the NFL scheme because he's good at it. Who knew? Uh, but <laughs> uh, yeah, but also, yeah, Byron Young. I, I, those are the same three guys I had. And then it was funny. My fourth kind of thing I just had in my notes was just like, I think this is the same three. So nothing real mm-hmm. to add that, uh, to, to contribute here. But I want to give credit players. to Byron Young because I, I mean, he tested off the charts. He, you see the explosiveness, you see the acceleration. Um, you know, he, he was a guy that could get home on tape, but the, one of the big worries was, okay, can he be an every down player? Can he right. make plays against the run? And to this point, he has done that. And, and that yeah. has been a nice surprise out of him that it's kind of like, okay, I need to go back and figure did I miss this? What, what about, cause he, he was very inconsistent at Tennessee yeah. against the run offenses knew they could run to his side of the field. Uh, so what changed, uh, but based off what he's doing as a rookie compared to the college tape that kind of bridged that gap, I, that, that's something that I haven't had time to this point, but I need to go back and figure that out because that has been one of the obvious like re- blinking red lights. Hey, this is, he's a lot better in this area than you yeah. thought coming in. Well, I thought I watched him the preseason and I thought he had a nice preseason. So I was like, all right, I'll keep an eye on him. He'll be a DPR. You know, that's what I thought. He'll just right. be – that's exactly – what you're saying is exactly what I thought his role was going to be. He's playing 87% of their stats. He is on wow. the – all. he's on – yeah. And he – actually, he's had some – the Packers game is his best game against the run. Um, again, it, this – and I'm I'm with it. He's almost – he's 25 and a half. He's, he's going to be 26 soon, like in a couple yeah. months. Well, so he, he had a crazy backstory. Crazy. He, yeah, he, he – basically tried out for football because he saw a flyer and went to Juco and then worked his way up. And I mean, yeah, he was behind the eight ball. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it's just amazing. He's got to this point. Um, but yeah, he's making the most of it. That's for sure. Yes. Yeah. No, really fun watch. If you guys haven't watched the Rams, uh, he's been, a, he's been a huge bright spot for them and he's only getting better. Another guy, even though he's older, it's just every week he gets better. Even from the preseason, it's really cool. So that's the thing. That's why, like you're saying, you're like, Oh, I got to study back. And it's like, some guys it just clicks. Some guys oh, it's just yeah. like they just need reps. Well, just watch like, just watch the it. Alabama tape. Watch the Georgia tape. The, he was not good against the run. A, a, against uh, in the preseason, and it, he wasn't good against the run. It's like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's it's something that has clicked for him. And yep. you know, I think it's just he's embracing his athleticism instead of yeah. just I'm going to take on this tackle and I'm you know it's it's not he's just using about his length really well. I would say that's the yeah. best thing he does. He knows how to stack guys, which is really helping. Him. And, and he can get free. And you yeah. know, it's really relying on that athleticism and so um that's his calling card is that first step quickness and the acceleration and you know yeah tap into that when you can and he's doing it that's been great to see uh kicking inside a defensive tackle uh jalen carter (laughs) and any any other defensive tackles outside the top one uh uh that have stood out to you so far in the first half of the season i mean uh doing some good stuff with the saints uh which has been awesome um uh, our guy Keanu Benton with the Steelers uh, has been a really quality player for them. Um, look at oh, Kalaja Kansi starting to. Yeah, it, it, it's more flash than consistency yep. with him, but some of those flashes are really Im- big impact plays, yep. and so he's um, got closer ability, like the third yeah. down, fourth quarter. Like it's like oh yeah, here's our up. first round pick. Yeah, yes, okay, that's exactly. yeah, and you know that's obviously you want maybe a little more consistency out of your first right. round pick, a, a top twenty pick. But uh, yeah, it's good to see him pop up and make these impact plays here and there. 
Yep, can't see is another good one to add. I, I like that. I was also going to shout out Carl Brooks for the Packers six yeah. rounder. He's doing some nice things. Double da- double hand swipe machine. He's yep. got what he's got a really good move. Uh, might use it a little too much, but it's nice. But yeah, no, some defensive tackles are really picking it up. So those were some good shouts. Linebacker, kind of a uh, I uh, you know pace of course with the Vikings, but anyone else that maybe that uh, has stood up to you at the linebacker position. <laughs> I mean, it's uh, it's kind of like what we thought about these linebackers uh, before the draft. It's kind of like, eh, <sighs> eh, like uh, it's hard to get super excited about these guys. Um, yeah. But my guy Henry Toto, uh, he, he he's got fifty three tackles. He's the yeah. only rookie linebacker with at least thirty five tackles at the midseason point, um, which says a lot about this rookie class of linebackers. <laughs> Uh, but he, it, it's tough because he misses so many tackles too. Um, I mean, just watching that defense and it, he is a lot of times right place, right time, but yep. he's just, you just a little bit longer. Wish he was just a little bit stronger to make the finish, finish that play. Um, you know, I, I, but I, I think with, uh, toe toe, because they're, they're relying on him quite a bit. Um, yeah. I don't have his snap numbers in front of me. Let me try and pull Oh, he's out up. there all the time. Yeah, because he is. Uh, they they are expecting a lot out of him, um, and, and he's responded well. I mean, like I said, the missed tackles are frustrating, but yeah. even in coverage, I think he's doing better than um, I expected. Not great, but better than I expected. So, um, yeah, he he leads all linebackers with 400 defensive uh, snaps. I mean, it's more than a hundred than the next. Uh, most by a linebacker with, with pace who's got 280. So yeah, I mean, he is out there. They are relying on him quite mm-hmm. a bit. Yeah. And I think, I think worst case with him is that he is a, at least a two down backer. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, you know, and which is totally fine. I think he, uh, I think D'Amico Ryan's likes him and I think he wants him on the field. Even if he does have some of the blemishes, like you bring it up, he tries to like make it work inside in the middle, but it's like, cause he wants him out there. He wants that mind out on the field. But uh, the other guy I was going to bring up, uh, but it was not, he didn't end up like kind of sticking out was Dorian Williams for the bills from Tulane. Mm. And that was more just off one game. I watched of him. I was like, okay, he stepped in for uh, when Matt Milano went down, they're figuring it all out, figuring, figuring it all out. The bills defenses just, I, I feel so bad for them because it's just, <laughs> just so many guys just not only just like, oh, I got hurt. It's like, nope, out for the year. Uh, yeah. But so feel pretty tough for them. Uh, kick, any other linebackers, really? I I, I couldn't really – Pace I, Williams I, and Toto were really the ones. I had Campbell's out there a Jack little bit. Jack Campbell, yeah, I think he's – we're going to see more and more out of him. I think so, too. Um, the second half. Um, but, yeah, it, it's, a, it's a lean group. It is. Uh, let's kick it back in the spine. The safety position, I I mean, there's been some – Badass nickels in this class, but uh, yeah. any any, any uh, other defensive backs starting the safeties or the nickels or a slot position, I should say, that uh, stood out to you, Dane? I mean, Brian Branch. Um, yeah, you know he he's he's still the guy. Um, I don't think there's any other safeties that's uh, you know really come close to that. Yeah. Um, and then Izian, 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 yes. yeah, yeah, yes. yeah. He he has played well. Um, yeah, you know he he's a small guy. I mean, he is not even five, nine, I don't think um, he's under 200 pounds, but um, yeah, he has showed up and, and played well, uh, which yeah. has been really great to see. He's like, he's padding, he's padding the box score. He, he just, <laughs> he shows up. He's just one he of those does. guys that makes plays. I'm loving like, this is kind of people finding this role, like especially the slot position and just like these versatile players kind of really going to shine. Brian Branch is a great one. Um, I, I'll just include corners here because Devin Witherspoon for the Seahawks has just been a dynamo. Um, mm. I compared him to the pistol from Halo one. 
in my article. Like just, just this is what he does. Just three headshots. He wipes out your team. Um, but any, any other DBs, any corners that have maybe stood out for you today outside of Witherspoon or including Witherspoon, if you want to, uh, any thoughts? Yeah. On that? I mean, Witherspoon, I, I think his debut, which was at week two, I think that was a little up and down, but since then, yes. I, he has not allowed a touchdown. He has not allowed a reception over 25 yards. Um, I think he's been one of the best, uh, not, no, not even rookies, one of the best cornerbacks uh, in terms of uh, run support. I mean, he oh, is yeah. so good coming downhill. And, and that was kind of his MO, right? That competitiveness is that was also a worry. It's like, okay, this guy's 180 pounds. Uh, can he really play like this and hold up? Uh, but he's second among all rookies and pass breakups with six. So, uh, yeah, and then that competitive nature, one of the best run-defending uh, corners, not just rookies, but corners in the entire league. So, yeah, Witherspoon's been a lot of fun. Um, Joey Porter, um, I, since yeah. he his role has grown, I mean, he's really locked down. Um, I, I think he's – like, he sees targets, but he doesn't give up a lot of receptions. I mean, his his reception rate is, is really low. Um, obviously, Christian Gonzalez hasn't been playing, so it's not – you know, I think he still deserves to be talked about as mm-hmm. one of the best corner or rookie corners. Um, but yeah, he's on the on the shelf for the rest of the year. And then I I do want to shout out Emmanuel Forbes because he talk about some high highs and low lows. Oh yeah, <laughs> it, it, but he was back in the high highs this past weekend against the Patriots uh, to get finished with three pass breakups. So he had a a a, a big hand in getting that mm-hmm. win for the commander. So um Forbes, a little bit of a roller coaster, but um coming off a game where he was uh at, at his best and the reason why they drafted him where they did. Yeah, they he he's a, an aggressive and an emotional player. He is a he is a swinging for the fences corner. Mm. And I think he got uh, introduced to the NFL by AJ Brown. And mm-hmm. a few others, and I think that kind of got to him a little bit. And he was still, he kept, he, he was always trying to make a play, which is why you like him. All those returns yes. in college and all that, his nose for the ball, but in the NFL, that got on tape, and he wasn't rectifying it. And so they they benched him, uh, I believe, against the Falcons. And I think that actually is what helped. It kind of made him take a breath. Okay, there's times to be aggressive in the NFL, yes. and I think that's what he's leaning into. So great shout out with Forbes. I, I still like him. Great shout out with Joey Porter Jr. Uh, he's really moved a little more fluid move uh movement than i was expecting out of him like he mm-hmm. actually doesn't look as i mean he's still he's a big body right L- doesn't have as much stiffness uh, so far as what i'm seeing so it's really cool watching him in coverage i knew he'd have some handsiness and some physicalness and really take it to guys but in that division that he's in that's really nice to have against oh, some yeah. receivers he's gonna have to go against so um last guy uh i did like i think he's been banged up a little bit but juju brands for the colts second yes. rounder still want to study him still want to write about him i've mentioned this for about a month now but he's an interesting watch uh I, the colts defense is really interesting and interesting as a team as a whole uh, a couple guys i want to mention too makai blackman for the vikings i thought has been a a really good player um yeah. I, i've been really impressed with him um, I, I think he has lived up to being, I think they drafted him what, in the third round. So, mm-hmm. I mean, he has lived up to being a day two player up to this point. And then two players who have, you know, you, you show their, their highlight tape and you're like, oh, wow, this rookie of the year, right? Yeah. Uh, but then you show the rest of the tape and you're like, oh, okay. Tyreek Stevenson for the Bears yes. and uh, Deontay Banks for the Giants. Yes. Um, I, those Both those guys, you, you see the talent. There. That's exactly right. It. But yeah. it is it is very up and down. And yep. Stevenson, he has given up uh, seven touchdowns, 
not a good number. Um, but he also has uh, gotten his hands on a lot of footballs. I think he's yep. got six pass breakups now. Um, so, I mean, he is, and then even as a tackler, he's been, I think, pretty good. Uh, but it's just, it's too much feast or famine in coverage. Yep. It, it's too much eyes in the wrong place, um, it, you know, just not reacting the way he should in terms of reading the route, reading the receiver, and then making sure he's in position to contest the throw. Um, I, he needs to get better there. And then same thing with Banks. You see the talent. I mean, I, I don't think the Giants regret drafting him where they yep. did uh, because you see the talent. You think it's going to get better and better. It's just some of these low points needs to uh, eliminate before uh, you know we're going to talk about him as living up to being a first-round a, a first pick uh, when it's all said and done. And he was more toolsy anyways. That, he was. That, that, yeah, That's that, fair. which is always what you expect to go. And then, I, I thought that was a perfect player scheme fit. Uh, mm-hmm. Going to what they run again, man coverage a lot with the Giants. But yeah, I, I agree. His he's had some real nice moments, but there's been it's gotten it's gotten torched a couple times. Uh, it's uh, it's it's a tough world out there playing corner in the NFL. Oh, <laughs> it's hard. Kidding. It's really hard. Uh, but yeah, so I think that wraps it up. Any punters? There's been some shout. Some oh yeah, uh, we got to have some, a, yeah some specialists uh, out there. There's been a some Bryce Berenger uh, conversation, or we yeah. talk about Jake Moody. Um or the the Saints uh kicker um uh, yeah he, 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 Groupie oh, yeah. or whatever his name is I Groupie don't know. yeah they have yeah. his last name which is always scary <laughs> there there's quite a bit I mean we're at like eight or nine or ten uh kickers and punters that are uh yeah. you know starting right now so there, there's it's it's an interesting group um but yeah I, I think that uh, and I think even the Cowboys Aubrey I mean he's I mean fascinating story not. Yeah. Kicking at Notre Dame, soccer player, decided to try it out. And I mean, he had a rough start and he's been pretty, pretty great ever pretty since. Good. So, uh, wow. yeah, it's, it's an interesting group of specialists um, and even returners. Uh, now, this is where we could throw Marvin Mims in there and yeah. uh, a couple of these other guys. So, yeah, the specialists, I want to make sure we give them a shout out as well. Absolutely. I know. I'm, I'm looking into punter stats for. TBD reasons might not become anything, but did notice that a lot of the rookie punters were really having at it. And I knew this offseason, looking at way too many depth charts uh, <laughs> throughout this entire offseason, I noticed which teams did not have punters, Rams, uh, or a kicker, Rams, or a long snapper, Rams. So right. I was very, very curious which team that they would end up or which players they would end up going with. So, I mean, even their, their guy looks like he's booming the ball. So, yeah, it's, it's fun, fun watching some of these new guys in here. So, a lot of Australians coming in. As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10. Place your first bet on any game and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. 
Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, but yeah, let's uh, kick it on over back to the prospects section of the show. Going to preview, try to wrap up a lot of these shows with this. But what is Dane watching this weekend? What are some of the games that you are highlighting that are going to be on your screen? Or what are some of the prospects that you're keeping an eye on? Well, yeah, and let's go in chronological order. Starts at noon uh, Eastern Saturday, and uh, Michigan at Penn State. This is going to be a big one. Um, you know, there's so much noise with this Michigan program right now. Obviously, um, we're not going to get into that right now. But <laughs> what's you know, Penn State's coming off a good win. I think they've regrouped since the Ohio State loss. Um, it's a tough place to go and play uh, and win a football game. So this is going to be a big test for Michigan to see what uh, what they're made of, how, their resiliency with all the noise about them, and you know how do they regroup and um, you know answer uh, this type of challenge. So JJ McCarthy, a lot yeah. riding on him. Um, you know the running backs with Blake Corum and uh, Donovan Edwards have not been the guys we expected coming into the year, but they're still really talented players. So what do they look like? Um, this Penn State's defense is, uh, even though Ohio State did find some success against them, they're still a really good unit. And I don't know if we're going to see Chop Robinson out there. Um, he's been uh, banged up since that Ohio State game. Uh, it sounds like they're going to get him back at some point this year. Okay. Not sure if it's going to be for this uh, Michigan game, but obviously he's a big one to watch. Kalen King as well, going up against Roman Wilson, uh, Michigan yeah. receiver who one of the better senior wideouts this year. So that's definitely one to watch at noon. In the 3.30 window, uh, Utah at Washington. You know, mm -hmm. it's another uh, big uh, uh, test for Michael Penix. Um, you know, he had to, he, he was good against USC, but, um, you know, hard to really uh, expect anything else <laughs> against that uh, defense. Related, um, USC fired their defense coordinator yeah, <laughs> after that Related game. news. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. So Utah is a much more uh, well-coached defense. Um, and it's so this will be a... Best yeah. coach teams. <laughs> exactly. So I don't, Utah's yeah. going to have trouble scoring points, uh, probably. Um, but, uh, you know, Washington's defense did not look very impressive either against Caleb and that group. So uh, Utah and Washington definitely won the watch. Um, later on in the evening, we've got Ole Miss at Georgia. Should be uh, a fun one. I mean, Georgia with Carson Beck and Lad McConkey, and, and obviously Brock Bowers is still out. But um, that offense can still do some things. Um Texas at TCU. Do we see Quinn Ewers? Um, sounds like he's day to day, so won't we won't know until game time what if we're going to see that quarterback or not. And then uh, USC at Oregon. Uh, USC coming off that uh, deflating loss. I mean, the picture of Caleb Williams uh, in his mom's arms. You know, just uh, so emotional. Oh, and 
I, I don't understand why people are killing him for it. I mean, yeah. I, the fact that his give a shit meter is so high yeah. that he's it just, it, it's so emotional after the, like, I love that. Like, I do too. You're going to tell me, like, he's, it's going to hurt him. And, yeah, it's being competitive. You put, I know. You put so much yeah. into it that, you know, it's, I don't know. I, I'd be even more worried if he was just kind of shrugged it off and is like, eh, that's all right. Just a loss. Like, you know, right. A couple days later, that's uh, fine. Oh, but I'm gonna, right oh, I'm after. I'm going to be a yeah. pro in three months anyways. Who cares? Like, that would be yeah. like... All right, right. So <laughs> Alarm bells going off. <laughs> but now, okay, what, you know, USC, it, it feels like their season's over, right? You know, they're... I don't even think they're ranked anymore. Um, you know, they're obviously out of the playoff picture, um, out of the Pac-12 picture. But you know what? They've got an Oregon team coming up here that they could play spoiler. And so yeah. what does this team look like? You know, what does Caleb look like? What, 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 uh, they'd be able to regroup this week and... And, and do something. So this is, it's kind of a big gut check uh, moment for Caleb and just, uh, you know, to see what that offense looks like with, with him running the show. So yeah, looking forward to that one. That's in the 1030 uh, window for us on the East coast over here. Yeah. That's uh yeah. 730 our time, but our, that that's first nice. game that that's great. Well, Unless you're a Big Ten fan, like it's, it's early, or a Big but, Ten grad, but wait, nine yeah. a.m. football, which actually you're you're honest, up, right? I mean, it's, I'm, you up, know, I'm it's, way up, yeah, sure. Up. My daylight savings been great. That it's been so fun <laughs> with <laughs> with a with a one year old. It's uh, it's been something. Uh, yeah, yeah. That's, it, it was great on Sunday when my my kids were all up at six a.m. and screaming. It's like, why? Are you? Oh, that's right. That's right. I know. Well, that Terrible. was, yeah, ours is getting up at 5 a.m. instead of 6 a.m. And then my, my wife's like, why is he getting up at 5? I'm like, the hour. She's yeah. like, oh, no. <laughs> it's no. like, all right, we got to train him off of this. They, uh, they but- don't warn parents for that. No, they don't. No. No, no, yeah, didn't think about this one. Did not. Yeah. I'm pretty good with like time zone stuff and everything. No, did not think about this one at all. Didn't think it would be. I was like, they'll just adjust like we do. Yeah, or, yeah. right, no, right, right. Oh, they get to sleep in. Great. Yeah, yeah. no, no, yeah. no, not no. at all. But well, uh, yeah, that, like but, you know, with my kids, if I, oh, well, you didn't get enough sleep last night. Here, we'll go to bed early. Yeah, or, or you know, or maybe I'll keep them up late at night. That way they'll sleep in more the next morning. No, nope. that's not how nope. it works. Nope, that's uh, why you have yeah. to be consistent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know. You do. That's uh, I. I, I'm trying to be consistent with it, but I am consistently watching these games. How about that? There we go. That, that's how we're going to spin that. That's how we're going to send us off. But it's uh, always, this was a lot of fun. I love talking prospects and pros with you, Dane. We'll be here every single Wednesday. Make sure to check it out. We'll see you guys next time. This was the Athletic Football Show's Prospects to Pros podcast.